Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to. Hey, I just met you. And this is crazy. But here's my number. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Before we get to that, though, because I'm going to try and put off talking about this bloody show uh, for as much as possible, Sidge. Roller coaster week for AEW. The dynamite viewing figures were all over the bloody place, despite the fact that the demo was still good. But let's talk. 50k tickets sold for all, and that is ridiculous. Yeah, at time of recording. Yeah. We can only do guesswork on how the general sale has gone. Hamlet is a little trial, even though our tickets are secured. Yes. Um, went on just to see the availability, the queue times. He got in just fine, which made me think. Huh. <laughs> and then I had a mate who got his tickets today, not particularly representative sample, just my mate got a ticket, yeah. so that's 50,001, but people were saying that there were still pretty hefty queues, the seat map is graying out, mm. uh, and this is before a single match has been announced. Wild, that, innit? Before a single needle-moving megastar, at least initially, has formally returned. Um, I think that they will max out at 72,000. Mm. But I could wake up tomorrow and it could eclipse that. Mm. I think I think they've already succeeded regardless well, of what they happens have. obviously. Of um and hopefully this is a sign of Many more shows, not just AWWWE. You know, there's clearly a demand for it from across both companies in this country. It has been for quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. They've taken far too long. Obviously, there was a very good reason why they couldn't come over for um, as many years as they've taken. I cannot wait. There was never not going to be anything big on this show, but there's going to be some incredible stuff on this show. Mm. Um like a UK crowd is just amazing at the best of times. I said when I went to Clash at the Castle, and this is no hyperbole, the reaction Edge got 
a clash at the castle yeah. in Cardiff was bigger, and I know this because I was there, than the Daniel Bryan pop at WrestleMania 30. Yeah, you were both, of course, yeah. yeah. That's wild. It was just insanity. And if you get more loud, if the trend of AEW versus WWE crowds, and I dynamite, there hasn't been a red-hot, white-hot dynamite crowd in a while, which is a bit worrying in truth. But if the trend between the American and... American WWE and AEW crowds carries over to Wembley and the UK AEW fans are that loud in Wembley. It could be just one of the loudest wrestling shows ever. Mm. Were you concerned by the viewership that came out from Dynamite 776? I thought it was wildly impressive that they held a 0.2A mm. with the competition. I think next week there's a potential game five in an NBA Yes. If it goes that far. And it's not like, but it probably will. It's like these th- these games, these seven series games rarely just go to a 4-0 mm. sweep. Oh. So next week's could, it's just, uh, ratings discourse is just, it's essentially a straight line. You can't even tell who the needle movers are to the AEW audience, much less the floating voters, if you like. It's something that only ever intrigued or concerned me early on when... They didn't have a rights fee. Well, yeah, you had no basis for it as well either. Yeah, yeah. and it was a fascinating thing to track. Now it's like they've found the floor and they've found the ceiling. It hovers between the two. Sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's good. It's always within range. And as I've said before, man, like if they wanted to really go for that higher demo number and to really try and claw back that all-out 2021 period where they were beaten raw across a fortnight in the demo... They wouldn't be booking Timothy Thatcher on this show. <laughs> they wouldn't be flying in Alhijo Del Vikingo. They, even though he was a really big success ratings-wise, they wouldn't be having these um, fairly predictable top star versus mid-card emerging prospect talent matches. They'd have Kenny Omega working Danielson every week. That's the thing. <laughs> yes. They could do this. This is kind of the WWE model. They have their top stars working every single week. They have, like, Cody Rhodes versus Finn Balor. Yeah. Like, the... AEW equivalent of that is probably Kenny Omega versus Danielson. Or Hangman Page versus, like, MGF. They just, they very rarely don't hold on to things in WWE. Mm. There's a way that AEW could do this, but they don't want to. And they are satisfied that the ratings, with this really patient approach, are more than stable, more than impressive, They've got an extra hour of TV. People are speculating that they might already have the rights fee in the bag. Otherwise, they wouldn't have signed exclusivity with AEW content with WBD. Mm. There wouldn't be as much of an incentive to say, well, no, if we haven't got the rights fee, we still want to make a separate revenue stream on YouTube, incremental as it is. Um, So I don't have any thoughts on the ratings, to be honest. No worries, no concerns. Uh, Obviously, dark, dark elevation gone for now. Uh, you know, there's still speculation as to whether they may re-emerge, like you say, on WBD. Um, I think it's a positive move for both AEW and the industry as a whole. I wrote an article. Um, I can't remember the exact title. Yeah, it was How AEW Saved and Ruined Wrestling. Yes. Where it sort of anointed itself as the hub world for all of pro wrestling. And the point I made in that, and it was the theory, uh, hypothetical example, right, is that, If there was a CM Punk-like figure 
emerging on that indie circuit. AEW would just instantly sign him to a limited day contract, put him on dark, have him do some jobs on TV, give him some time, and then he would just be on Dynamite some weeks and not the next. And this is when CM Punk was first making waves in like IWA Mid-South, when like the really niche tape traders and really early um, DVDVR guys were really looking into this sort of nascent independent scene. The way AEW operates right now is that they would have signed CM Punk when he was in IWA Mid-South. And what happened in IWA Mid-South when CM Punk was like a, a phenomenon, like just this instantly great wrestler and mic worker. What happened in IWA Mid-South after CM Punk got this buzz and he was given the match with Eddie Guerrero who was on his sort of uh, yeah. redemption tour on the indies. CM Punk locked up with Eddie Guerrero and CM Punk has a gigantic opinion of himself as we know always did it's what makes him tick for better and worse mm -hmm. he um said i locked up with eddie guerrero five minutes before i had that match i thought i was really good i knew i was terrible <laughs> he was it's know, a great story it's that he a great told. story I watched yeah. On, yeah he goes and he i think the exact phrase cm punk said was boy do i suck <laughs> he realized working a wrestler of guerrero's caliber that he had a long way to go and he obviously got there, became one of the modern greats. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, with the AEW model that was in place with dark and elevation, and it's not like mean-spirited, and it's not necessarily greedy. It's, oh, they're cool, let's give them an opportunity. Oh, the fans are like them, put them on the show. It's not greedy or mean-spirited or, you know, but it is, the independent scene in the U.S. is dead and I understand. You can go to a Defy show in Seattle and watch some great pro wrestling. And there's some great emerging talent. There's some great mainstays. There's some great talent, and there's obviously great matches. But that sort of thing has been cannibalized um, through oversaturation. What does a great match mean in mm. 2023? I use this example all of the time. And um, there's no new movement. There's no new identity. And maybe if AEW could just focus on itself for a bit, use its already extravagantly staffed roster and just really concentrate on that and don't get giddy and impulsive and greedy with an action Andretti. Maybe someone like an action Andretti can just continue to work the indies, realize that in some respects, boy, do I suck, and then he can make something of himself and the scene can sort of flourish and rebuild. And it's going to be difficult because... AEW is the everything catch-all promotion. Yes. If there's a hint of a new movement that catches fire on the indies, it will appear on AEW program. And look what's happened with PWG. I feel for Super Dragon booking that show and booking that territory because his latest idea when they had to relocate from Reseda because the building got knocked down and so much of its core roster, if you can call it that, they were all fly-ins to a degree was signed with AEW, which took its niche irony with Orange Cassidy, its young books, like its technical work rate stuff. Super Dragon needed a new USP for PWG. Mm. And what he happened upon was, oh, there's loads of incredible new wave lucha guys like Vikingo and Commander, and Taurus is a great base for, for them. I can sort of refashion PWG and luchify it, if mm -hmm. you like. What's happened in AEW <laughs> over the past, like, month or two? Like, th this independent scene cannot 
exist as its own fertile experimental proving ground when AEW is so attuned to it that they just get everyone and then Commander, will you see Commander wrestle in an AEW television show for the next month? I don't think so. We're heading up to double or nothing and then he's going to fall in the exact same pattern as so many of these wrestlers do. So not having dark and elevation might seem like downer for various indie guys plying their trade because they've got exposure. They could go to an indie scene. They could probably command a better fee. They could have promoters reaching out to them and say, I saw you on dark. You were class. Come and join the show. But it just never really worked. And I do think that with dark and elevation no longer existing, um, I think the independent scene can flourish and eventually become a more worthwhile and functional pipeline to AEW when the boy do I suck guy start to not suck as much. What do you think the future holds for Rampage? According to the Observer today, it's basically going to be glorified NXT or a televised um, darker elevation where younger guys will get reps and a shot, which I hope isn't, oh, that guy's just done a great promo or a great match on the indies. Sign him to a limited date deal. Like, stop doing this. I don't think it does the talent or the scene, which you need, by the way, mm. to really prosper and benefit. So, yet Rampage will become yet more inessential. AW Collision preview and reviews coming soon. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, right, let's move on to the firm deletion. No! Sorry, I thought that was going to be a delete button. I was like, what's happened there? Uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, if he's not dead, uh, and Hook versus Ethan Page, Big Bill, Lee Moriarty, and Stokely Hathaway. How do you see this one playing out, Sige? Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Matt Hardy himself, knowing that he's an AEW and that Tony Khan was no fan, to put it mildly, of the broken Matt Hardy character 
and regrets presenting Matt Hardy under that gimmick. And I think the basic gist was he's not going to say this. He's going to use euphemisms like, oh, you know, it wasn't a fit for AEW. He basically tried to compromise his overall ethos as a booker and the world he presents in AEW because he thought Broken Matt Hardy shifted loads of merch. It was a big mover by DNA standards, impact standards, and thought, I want some of that pie. And it got rejected because it just did not fit. So Hardy himself has said, oh, it won't be fantastical, but it will be a compound match. So I think they're going to lean more heavily on comedy. There'll be no supernatural elements. There'll be no lake of reincarnation. I did hear or see a great spot. Well, not great, but an intriguing thing I saw on Twitter. Uh, I wouldn't wouldn't put your house on this, but I did like the idea uh, of just in a, like you say, because this is just a throwaway thing that's, I'm very glad it's on Rampage and not Dynamite, uh, where Big Meal gets thrown in the lake of reincarnation and you have a brief Enzo and Cass reunion, but the likelihood of that happening. I think that's minimal. Yes. I think that's minimal. So, yeah, no Lake of Reincarnation stuff, but you'll probably get some kind of interaction between Vanguard and Stokely. And uh, how does that make sense within the world that AEW has curated? Pick him up. Only, only a little guy. Only a little guy. I just think this is a bad idea. Even if it's not fantastical or supernatural or too wacky, it'll still be a cinematic match. And people had latitude towards this thing during the pandemic. Yes. Literally three hours into the first AEW show with proper packed-in fans, Stadium Stampede was like, oh, the charm's gone from this. We should have opened the show with this. And a nice meta, oh, the, you know, the cinematic era is gone. Symbolically, we are going to tell you this story by having it live action for the first match and then the back to fans. Yeah. The latitude towards cinematic matches, even if they're not supernatural, is dead. I think they'll lean more on comedy, which makes last week's angle even worse because they are <laughs> trying, they've tried to force through terrible acting um, this really emotional crux to it, like the near death. Well, let, let's, hear, let's hear it. You can hear the desperation yeah. in his voice once more. No! No, no, no! Can I take that? For the uh, wrestle culture hashtag blue good quiz, which is coming in your way later on today, is that the thing that finally replaces? No, dear, that's wrong. It, I think it's it's big enough. It's big enough. It's a big money signing for the wrestle culture hashtag blue good quiz. Big money. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't even. Intentional. I unfortunately saw what you did there. It's one of those things, right? Where if I gave half a toss and I wasn't just concerned that this is even happening, I come up with some fantasy booking spots. Yeah. Mark Quinn might come back. Yes. To take Asaya's place. It'd be weird if Asaya's in it. It just feels like this is a compromise because they want to keep Matt Hardy happy. Why? He hasn't shown his value to AEW for me. And that sounds, that might sound harsh. What's he done to justify this pretty constant, or as I would say, relentless, (laughs) ceaseless television time? Has anything he's done in this promotion other than that tag team match with Kenny Omega to build Stadium Stampede. Is anything he has done in this promotion been worthy of elite? Yeah, it was fun. Uh, 
rolling around the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium, but did it have to have Matt Hardy in it? Or was it just... Kenny Omega has the, the experience from DDT to how to do these madcap environmental matches. Like you said to me now, name 10 spots from that match. You know, my brain's going... <laughs> <laughs> That's probably number Cherry one. Cherry pick a moonsault, golf cart. The um, suplex across the football field. Uh, Jericho doing the spinning back elbow to the Jaguars yeah. mascot. Uh, the, the bar fight. Like, is it Hardy getting dunked and changing gimmicks? Probably not for me. Mm. So, yeah. I just question why this is happening. I don't necessarily want to watch it. I don't think it'll be particularly good. I don't think putting something on TV that's going to be so wildly divisive. That's got a very niche. It was a fad, and it's dead, <laughs> and it's long since dead. And I think one of the reasons Seven why... Seven-year-old fad. No, the ridiculous thing is, apparently Jeff Hardy's carrying an injury or isn't match-ready, so I think this is a workaround to get him on TV, which is another layer of another problem here. It, it's not necessarily a great idea to have Jeff Hardy back in the promotion full stop, and yet you're bending over backwards to accommodate in him when he's not apparently ring-ready. Oh, we'll do a cinematic match with him? You don't have to do any match with him, really. It might be a good idea not to do that. I hate all of it. I hate absolutely all of it. The very best he can hope for is a mildly amusing Stokely Hathaway skit or side gag. If it's the Stokely show half the time, I'll probably get something out of this. Yeah. But uh, even then, even then. I think the only thing I thought of in terms of, uh, do you do you laugh that you get... <sighs> Right, that only might get something like that out of me is, I don't know how this even comes about, but then again, what's it matter when you're setting something like this up? Is like Ethan Page in a Hall of Mirrors to, to, to reference the fact he wrestled himself once. <clears throat> that's, that's all I got, mate. What's Hook going to do in this match, other than potentially embarrass himself? Uh, such a terrible... Like, remember how hot Hook was? Hook outsold CM Punk, CM Punk in merch. Hook's debut squash match is one of the coolest things in AEW history. Now look at him. What can he do in a match like this? How does it maximize his value? How does it showcase what he can do? I will I will watch this with an open mind. I know that contravenes everything I've just said, but I'll watch it. I won't automatically hate it. There's a good chance I will. But I'll if it's good and an over-delivery, and it's somehow charming, I'll put it over and say I was wrong. Yeah. I hate being one of those people who says, oh, that's rubbish. Like, if you're a hardcore AEW freakazoid sexual... <laughs> that's all in one go. And you watch Gunther in WWE, and you go, oh, it's WWE, it's rubbish. Well, you're an idiot then, yeah. because Gunther's objectively awesome. Like, I, I hate... I, I obviously lean towards AEW. I obviously think... WWE's over-polished, over-produced, insulting to the intelligence. The format stinks. It's not default bad. No. It can feel like that to me, in my tastes at times. But Gunther's in it. The Dominic Mysterio, Rey Mysterio thing was awesome. Like, I will not be that guy when I watch this, because I'm... I hate Matt Hardy's compound stuff more than I hate WWE, put it that way. <laughs> but I won't be that guy. No. I'll give it a chance. And if you're wondering when we're going to review it... 
thanks to our beloved king. Um, Shut up. Don't, like, don't even joke about that. Yeah, uh, King's coronation is this weekend, for those unaware. Um, and as a result, we get a bank holiday. So, every cloud. Um, so, we're not in on Monday. So, we'll probably discuss it on the Dynamite preview on Wednesday. Is probably the best way of going about that in terms of a schedule. Yeah. A live production meeting here. Why not? Who do you think wins? Did the firm get deleted? Ah, okay. It's a ball. Are we going to have a good bruise bet? Hang on. What do you Should think? we have a good bruise bet on the outcome of this match? No! No, no, no! What's he doing? <laughs> Let's get those sons of bitches! It's pathetic. It's so shit. <laughs> right. I'm not giving it a chance. <laughs> You've changed listen, your... Listen, listen. It's so f***ing right, that it's not even like uh, heightened camp sort of knows what it is and it's so bad it's good. Know how you can see like a parody 80s action movie these days? Yes. Or, you know, a very tongue-in-cheek, self-aware send-up of itself. I don't think he's going for that. Try, try this one on for size, ready? They're eating her, and then they're going to eat me. No! No, no, no! It's quite well. I, it's crap, and they should have reshot it. But go on, muster up some emotion. Should have reshot it, then taken that tape and thrown it in the lake of reincarnation. And then it comes back as uh, the last time this sucked in 2016. <laughs> right, let's get something we are actually looking forward to, and... I'm sure we have some ideas for because the brilliant Mark Briscoe, star of that excellent dynamite uh, vignette uh, this week, where the I still can't work out what they're called Triple J and the boys go to the farm to to make good uh, for their uh, miscommunication. I think is the the best way of putting it with with Mark recently. They've got him a match. It's against Preston Vance tonight. I mean, obviously Briscoe wins, but. More shenanigans on the road to double or nothing in that tag title match, one would assume. Yes. If I'm Tony Khan, I'm booking this. What neither Briscoe nor FTR like, right, is the fact that Planet Jarrett, come up with a name for the stable. Yeah. If anything, you need merch? Yeah. I'd, I'd bloody buy one. That white T-shirt where yeah. it goes down here. I need, a, I need a faction name for this. Um, stable, it's a better word. Uh, they don't like it when Planet Jarrett interferes. So if they interfere here, they run the risk of Briscoe just further uh, not going with FTR and going, he's all right. Look, we both hate these guys. What we're thinking, entertaining these idiots. So I would like it if they were at ringside. Briscoe's a bit like, go on, I don't want anything to do with you. I just want a wrestling match. Go up the rank, oh. <laughs> and then go, Mark. You got this. We're stand up, honourable guys. Shake your hand. We'll see you in the post match for drinks. You've got this. We're just good sportsman like people. And then just go. And then Mark's like, ah, ah, okay, maybe you know, maybe they're all right after all, sort of thing. Mm. Uh, the match will be three and a quarter, three and a quarter, half stars. And look, the love, the earned love these fans have of Mark Briscoe will elevate this. And I'll enjoy watching it because 
Mark Briscoe is just the best. I think they do they interfere. Should do Mark Briscoe versus MGF at some point. Yes. Oh, that'd be good. Um, I think they do interfere, but only to prevent other interference so they can be all high in mind and be like, God, what team interferes in the... Yes, the sacredness of a, a one-on-one wrestling. That's match. much better. What's that? I've, I've forgotten what I was about to say. The Andrade family office. I've forgotten what they're called now. Is Faction it? and Governor. Yeah, there. So that you got Preston, you got Jose the assistant. Like, Jarrett's like they're trying to cheat, and you believe the temerity of yeah, these yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah, just really. And maybe ooh, is it too far? Because I'm a I'm a mark for for uh, for a Sanjay Dutt. Screaming down the camera lens. Is it too far to ask to have him on commentary? Yes. He's too extra for commentary. I've just about... What about Jarrett on commentary? Do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Jarrett should be working matches. Should be doing commentary. Backstage interviews. Can't get bloody enough of Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. But obviously, yeah. A Briscoe win. And uh, one step closer to a coffee for me. It's dangerously close that Mark Briscoe is the special guest referee for the tag title match now, isn't it? We're, what, three weeks away? I, I hate how I've thought of the the thread of Aubrey. Because every single time that Jarrett's come close to chasing gold. What a great little bit this could be. Mm. At this thing that we've created, that you've created, and I've said isn't going to happen. If, right, okay, the match is set, FTR accept the challenge. Jarrett goes on one condition. You know, he cannot have Aubrey refereeing it. She's crooked. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen because it's unfair on us. She's got a vendetta, a personal vendetta against us. We think Mark Briscoe's the most impartial guy here. Mm. It makes too much sense. God, it'd be great. It's I, I hate the special guest referee gimmick so much. I don't talk about it as much as my hatred of the impromptu match and invisible camera, purely because it's not quite as, like, ever-present. Ubiquitous is mm. the word I'm looking for. But I still hate it. This referee's an idiot. Who should we get? Someone with no experience. That in, a, in every single match, with the exception possibly of SummerSlam 2013, there's always, you know turn or a mistake and it's the stupidest bollocks of all time Mark Briscoe is the one person who can get this over for me Mark Briscoe in black and white camo pants instead of a referee shirt oh my god Uh, what else we got on this show I've got a feeling uh, and I'm I'm, you know spoilers everyone um, but I sense many of you will be in agreement with me I don't think the Jay Cargill streak ends tonight Sidge Who's she even wrestling? Uh, she's in action. Oh, for so. God's sake. What's uh, next for her? I think we, we're, I we're, we're all just killing time now. We had the Tyler Valkyrie stuff, obviously. I suppose there's an argument you can go back to that because, well, it was only because of the jaded and then I tried to hit a referee and turn heel or something that I couldn't beat her. You could, we're killing time. To yeah, that, run it well. back <coughs> because of the inconclusive nature of the finish. Jade wins again. You save it for Statlander. Incidentally, if Statlander had made a run-in or a return, that would have been spoiled. Yes. So I'm, I'm satisfied. Well, not satisfied. I like to see it. I'm under the opinion that there's nothing with Statlander this week. Otherwise, Twitter would have run amok with that story. Um, so I would have 
no, I wouldn't. I would do something much different. But I would expect Valkyrie to say, one more shot, come on. You can't be happy with the way that that ended. Jade wins again, and Valkyrie is like, oh, you know, you've got lawyers running around. This place is stupid. I hate this place. Let's join the outcasts. Not very good, but that's what I think is going to happen. So I've got a pr- I forgot to mention a pretty good track record recently with predicting AW Rampage, which I'm not sure if that's a compliment to me or not. I think the show's pretty predictable. Because um, I called the... Uh, we we've got a proper T-shirt with Britt Baker's yeah, thing on last yeah, yeah. week. So my thing this week, okay? I think this is where I, I'm not going to go two for two. Uh, Tyre Valkyrie comes out after the match and says, give me one more shot and... You know, you sign this contract. How's this going to work? A representative for Ty Valkyrie. She's got her own lawyer now. Oh, fuck off, fuck off. Right. Fuck off. <laughs> Only because I have to do this weird, weird uh, wording of it. Stay with me, okay? Or she's sent someone out there because Jade won't, or Mark Sterling won't deal with, because she put her hands on a referee, so she's not allowed to be here this week. And the lawyer says, Mark, on behalf of your client, if you sign this... Uh, this contract for another rematch on Dynamite or whatever. She's not allowed to use Jaded. <laughs> Did it once, we'll do it again. <laughs> Signs on the dotted line. But here's the twist. Pronouns, pal. She is actually Jade Cargill this time. Thoughts? None. What's next on Rampage? <laughs> but is it completely uh, unfeasible that that might happen? No. <laughs> Finally, yeah. Lucha Bros and yeah. Vikingo yeah. versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. QT Marshall yeah. and Aaron Solo. Is this the end of QTV? Not necessarily on this show, but it's well, the beginning uh, of the end, well, isn't it? Well, who would see out of this program? <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest. What a terrible feud this has been. What an absolutely terrible feud this has been. Powerhouse Hobbs beats Ray Phoenix. Powerhouse Hobbs beats Penta. Penta and Phoenix beat QT, Marshall, and Hobbs. They did, didn't they? I can't remember, but I think you might be right there. So this is a 50-50 program, and this is the rubber match, and no one cares about the program, the match quality of which is kind of underwhelmed, mostly as a result of the trappings of QTV, a terrible sta- uh, stable. I was reliably informed that it was going to be excellent, and my pea brain, who's never taken a bump, just can't comprehend that because I have no knowledge of the inner workings of the wrestling industry. Well, it looks like it's failed to me, so that's weird. <laughs> you were right, by the way. Uh, the Ultra Bros defeated QTV at Bell Bells. Um, but yeah, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs <laughs> would have probably won the TNT title without this QTV bollocks in storyline and in real life. And this has just been a real anchor on someone who seemed poised to break out, whether as a face or a heel when we first started seeing these uh, Book of Hobbs vignettes. Yeah, you've got one of the best tag teams in the world operating independently of a weak, virtually non-existent tag team division, weighed down by this. One of your best homegrown acts that was on fire in 2022. Nowhere near that anymore. Starks and Hobbs were awesome. Yeah. Both of them are floundering right now. And all of this is in service of QT's latest van- vanity vehicle. Sorry for the uh, alliteration there. It's the work <laughs> of twat. Look, uh, I will be nice. 
QT Marshall is a prelim comedy act. Awesome. Bumps like no one's business. One of those underrated bumpers in the entire business. Killer finish. Great wrestler for the role. Not once, and this is, and they've tried this more than once, has he been a good profile character that people like on the show? He's Santino, but better. No, that's his character. Yeah. He's like the jobber. And he's great at that. And he's, no one has ever went, oh, I can't wait for this QT Marshall segment. It's always, oh, QT, when he arrived in this pre-show match, was great. It was great. Mm. No one wants to watch him, and yet he gets indulged because he's, you know, he formats the show. Mm. It's just shit. <laughs> and I want it to be over with. And I'm trying to be very diplomatic. And I don't necessarily think that I should be putting him over for what he can do when re- like repeatedly has proven to not work mm. as a TV character, as a pushed TV commodity. It's never happened. And after this, you have to think it's not going to happen. So stop doing it with him. <laughs> yeah. Let this be the final. That's it. It's not worked. Just have... Not necessarily here, because I want it. I want more people to see that Hobbs is now his own man again. Yeah. But yeah, have this happen, and then maybe say on next week's Dynamite, they should get a hell of a lot of viewers with this old steel cage, Omega Moxley stuff. Have them say, let's have one more match, and that's the one where they lose, and he not actually, but I mean, we've seen Aaron Solo recently take some horrible bumps. I'm sure he's up for taking another one. Murders. QTV destroys the TV studio if you want to do that bollocks. I'll tell you what I would do here, right? And I think that you can use anxiety as a great storyline driver on occasion where the one result you really don't want to see happen. And if that happens, it's like the worst. So you watch a match like fingers over your eyes or all the rest of it. The absolute best version of this match that didn't end up happening was Super Cena versus Taker streak. Yes. Because it was so plausible that Cena would just win because Cena wins long. This is a far, far less, you know, attractive a proposition. But if they lose this trios match, Hobbs goes, what's plan B? We're nowhere near the trios title. And QT goes, no, no, that wasn't plan B. That wasn't plan B got a real plan B coming up. They attack Orange Cassidy after he beats Garcia on Dynamite. And I think the sheer amount of oh, all that good work that Cassidy's done to elevate that international title and QT Marshall's getting his mitts on it. I think that would yeah. create amazing drama in a match between Hobbs and Cassidy. Bailey and, and Marie in NXT. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then when Cassidy beats Hobbs, it's amazing because it's unexpected, because you do think that AEW would take the nepotism route, that's when Hobbs can just beat up Q- QTV, and he's, like, renewed because he's got rid of the baggage, so people will then approach the character with a renewed sense of optimism. You have, like, Heenan and the Giant with uh, with him, except he's going, what's all this bollocks P- Booker Hobbs nonsense? And he's like, oh, you've really messed yeah, up yeah, now. Yeah. That's serious, and, yeah, murders him. That's how I would book it. Beginning of the end tonight, obviously. God willing. <laughs> All right, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Rampage tonight. 
uh, on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. The SmackDown preview is available right now. And WrestleCulture with the hashtag BloodyGoodQuiz is coming your way later on today as well. Uh, but for now, this has been the AW Rampage preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. No! No, no, no! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.